This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. Taiwan has moved one step closer toward a trade deal with the United States. The government has announced talks that it is describing as a historic breakthrough. It comes just a week after Taiwan was left out of U.S. President Joe Biden's newly formed Indo-Pacific economic framework. Rick Glowert reports. At a late-night press conference, Taiwan eagerly announced the first steps towards a much-anticipated trade agreement with the United States. Under the newly announced U.S.-Taiwan Initiative on 21st Century Trade, representatives from both countries will meet in Washington, D.C. at the end of June. On the table, 11 key areas, including trade facilitation, regulatory practices, digital trade and labor rights. This comes just days after Taiwan was left out of U.S. President Joe Biden's Indo-Pacific Economic Framework, a new partnership with 13 countries launched last week on his trip to Asia. Taiwan viewed the exclusion as a snub. China, which claims Taiwan as its own, pressures other countries and international bodies from recognizing Taiwan as a nation. But the U.S. has always been a crucial, although unofficial, ally. It provides Taiwan with weapons to counter the threat from China. Taiwan-U.S. ties have grown in recent years, but a free trade agreement has remained a sticking point in the relationship, with the risk of facing objection and repercussions from China. But for now, Taiwan, often excluded from global trade agreements, is relishing the chance to be brought in out of the cold. Kamashu and Rick Lowert for Taiwan Plus. Taiwan has recorded the two youngest COVID-19 deaths since the pandemic began, a one-month-old and a five-month-old. Both infants died at home and only tested positive after they were taken to hospital. Their deaths have been attributed to COVID-19 and organ failure. Thirteen children have died from COVID in Taiwan. The country is experiencing its worst wave of infection yet, and numbers are not expected to go down soon. Taiwan's COVID-hit tourism industry is getting 200 million U.S. dollars in subsidies from the government. It's hoped the stimulus package will revive the battered sector, but some believe money alone won't be enough. Fiu Wang reports. Domestic tourism is getting a boost from the Taiwanese government. Tour groups will receive a subsidy the equivalent of a thousand U.S. dollars from mid-July to mid-December as part of a $200 million package to stimulate the industry. Although tour representatives welcomed the stimulus plan, some said the existing three-dose vaccine requirement for visitors needs to go. Taiwan is not the only country struggling. The UN estimates that the pandemic has cost up to 120 million jobs globally in the tourism industry. And as the world prepares to go back to normal and moves into living with COVID, soaring oil prices due to the war in Ukraine are reflecting on flight tickets. But to eager travelers, that's acceptable. She is not the only one who can't wait to jump on a plane and fly out of the island. Taiwan's Bureau of Consular Affairs, which saw passport applications drop significantly in the past couple of years, said the demand has recently been increasing. 
In response to the high demand, the government is simplifying the process. Now the application can be completed with a few clicks in the comfort of your home. As the government makes it easier for departing passengers, entry into Taiwan remains tight, at least for now. The country wants to stay economically competitive, so the Center for Disease Control aims to announce policies within the month for reopening Taiwan's borders. Klein Wing, Eugene Huang, and Phil Wing for Taiwan Plus. The World Health Organization believes North Korea's COVID-19 outbreak is getting worse, not better, as claimed by Pyongyang. WHO Emergencies Chief Mike Ryan says a lack of independent data makes it hard to know what's really going on in the country of 25 million. North Korea says 70 people have died of COVID. And leader Kim Jong-un has described the situation as, quote, being controlled. But foreign experts are skeptical as few North Koreans are vaccinated and the country lacks the ability for widespread testing. Authorities in Beijing's satellite town have apparently lifted COVID-19 curbs after fighting erupted between locals and the police. Residents of Yanzhou in Hebei province, which surrounds Beijing, were barred from returning to work in the capital despite restrictions being eased there. Commuters confronted police at a checkpoint and demanded to be allowed to return to their jobs. Township officials later arrived at the scene, promising protesters they would be allowed to freely move in and out of Beijing. Some 400,000 people in Hebei travel to Beijing every day for work. An LGBT dragon boat team is gearing up for the biggest race of the year, which begins Friday to mark the Dragon Boat Festival. They're not just hoping for a win, as Louise Watt reports. They're also trying to make it easier for gay athletes to come out. Louise Watt reports. With more than 100 members, Asia's largest LGBT dragon boat team has been training on this river for more than six years. Zhang Kai, a nurse from Taichung in central Taiwan, is one of their newest members. The all-male Rainbow Punch Dragon Boat team will be competing against dozens of others in the sport's most important event in Taipei to mark the traditional Dragon Boat Festival. But aside from that, one of their coaches says Rainbow Punch hopes to raise the profile of gay athletes in East Asia. Public support for LGBT communities has grown in the past three years since Taiwan became the first and still the only country in Asia to allow same-sex marriage. But members of the team say it can still be hard to come out as gay because of traditional values and prejudice. And gay professional sportsmen are rare. 
At last year's Tokyo Olympics, there were only four openly gay competitors from Asia. All four were women. Rainbow Punch had been training for months, hoping to make waves in Taiwan's largest dragon boat race. But winning isn't the main thing for the team. For us to show up in uh, this event, is uh, most important part is just trying to tell people we are out there. Yeah, we are Rainbow Punch, we can do it. Not just only straight guys, but all gay guys can do it. Yeah. Beyond the championships, the members of Rainbow Punch hope to win more visibility and recognition for their efforts as athletes and who they are. James Rayner and Louise Watt for Taiwan Plus. Taiwan's President Tsai Ing-wen has inspected several of the country's domestically made weapons. The president traveled to a heavily guarded location in northern Taiwan, where she was given the opportunity to handle the weapons, including a Kestrel rocket, Taiwan's first indigenous rocket launcher. Her appearance comes just days after China sent 30 planes into Taiwan's air defense zone, the largest incursion since January. The United States says it will go forward with a 700 million dollar 700 million US dollar weapons package for Ukraine focused on advanced precision missile systems. US President Joe Biden made the announcement after receiving assurances from Ukraine that they will not use the weapons on Russian territory. It's the 11th US weapons deal for Ukraine since the war started in February. Ukraine wants long range systems that can hit targets up to around 80 kilometers away. The US has withheld the sale of such weapons after deciding shorter range missiles would be enough. After a three-year hiatus, Taiwan's biggest book fair, the Taipei International Book Exhibition, has officially opened. It's welcoming local and international publishers, including, for the first time, Ukraine. Louise Watt is there. I'm here at the World Trade Center in Taipei for the first international book fair here in three years. That's because of COVID. Now it's one of Asia's biggest literary events. And before the pandemic, it was attracting half a million visitors. As you can see, there's already a fairly good turnout so far, given that Taiwan is still going through a huge spike in COVID cases. Demonstrating the importance of this event, the Vice President William Lai turned up for the opening ceremony. Many of the stands around me are international publishers, and France is the guest of honor for this 2022 fair. And there are stands also from Poland, Germany, and the European Union. Now one of the stands that is expected to attract a lot of attention is Ukraine. And joining me now is Valentina Butenko, from Ukraine's national book platform. Now, Valentina, this event is clearly important to you, given that you're here with what's going on back home. Why is it so important? Well, firstly, I'd like to say it's a huge privilege to be here. Um, being in Taiwan, given what's going on, isn't you know isn't what I imagined to be. A few months ago, I was back in Ukraine, you know, hiding from bombs. So this is a really unique opportunity. And uh, you know, given that, the reason it's so important to be here is because this is a very unique chance for us to bring. Uh, Ukrainian culture, Ukrainian books, and most importantly, Ukrainian voices into the, into, into the national stage. Um, because 
what what Ukraine is facing right now, it's an existential crisis where Russia is seeking to eliminate the very idea of Ukrainians. And Ukrainians, our identity, it's, it's preserved through culture, it's preserved through books. The way to preserve that under this current threat is to bring it into the mass consciousness, to bring it into the mass market. Bringing Ukrainian language and culture and, and, and books to the world, um, it's so crucial in the fight about what Ukraine is fighting for today, about our right to exist and our right for our voices to be heard. Thank you, Valentina. And as well as giving voices a platform here at the book fair, organizers hope that the six-day event will also give the whole publishing industry a much-needed post-COVID boost. Louise Watt for Taiwan Plus at the Taipei World Trade Center. Thank you for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com. Yeah.